Good morning. Yesterday we learned about the blessings for the Jewish people if we will go in the ways of God. In as we explained according to Rashi, if you study the Torah very diligently, you engrave it upon yourself, and you do the mitzvot, then all of the blessings that we discussed yesterday, with the security, with the peace in the land, with the tremendous produce, where you from one year to the next, you can't even finish it, and the next produce comes, the satiation of the food, that's all the blessings. Today, we come to the curses. Come to the curses. Now, Yonatan complains that we always, we gloss over the curses in Chabad. In Chabad, we always focus on the blessings. And the curses, like the negative, you know, the punishments that God says, what happens if you sin, we gloss them over. And the truth is, he's right. We do. Because we like to po- focus on the positive, and not on the, now we'd like to. We, we, uh, uh, the way you think creates the reality. The way, we, the way we position ourselves below is the vessel we create to receive the, the energy of above. So we deliberately focus on positive and on blessing because we want God's blessings. That's what we want to be a vessel for. But since the Torah does mention all the curses, today we're going to go through all the curses. Today and tomorrow. So it'll be two days we'll talk about curses that come upon the Jewish people. However, when this Aliyah is given in Shul, the custom, and I don't believe it's a Chabad custom, I believe this is in all communities, in all communities, that this Aliyah is read very, very quickly. When the Baal Koray, which is myself, the guy that reads the Torah, when he reads this Aliyah, instead of reading it loud and clear so everyone can hear you know, every, every word, he lowers his voice, he speeds up the vol- he speeds up the, uh, the tempo, and we read it very quickly. In, in many communities, actually, in Nachabad, they don't even call up a person for this Torah reading. This, this, whoever's reading the Torah reads it without even being called up Ya'amod. In Nachabad, the custom is that the Gabai, the pay attention to Yosef, he calls up the Balkorah, meaning no one else in Shul has given this Aliyah. It's not a nice call of Rob's hey, let's give you the Aliyah the curse. You're saying it's not, you know, well, gee, thanks, you know. So no one else gets that Aliyah. So the Balkorah, the one that's reading the Torah, he always gets the Aliyah, the Torah. But we, you know, here he gets, he gets called up, like, properly. Sometimes they don't even call him up because it's the curse. But we go through it, in the Torah reading, we go through it quickly. But today we'll go through it properly. Today and tomorrow, we're not going to finish it one day. It's long. It's a, it's a long Aliyah. There's a lot of curses. So let's start. Torah says, If you don't listen to me. When you do not do all of these commandments. And you don't do all my mitzvot. And you, you rebuke, you, you, you reject my statutes, my Torah. And you are disgusted by my commandments not to do them. In order to uh, deny my covenant. Rashi explains to us that in those two verses that I just said. There's actually seven different sins that the Jewish people are committing. What are the seven different sins? Number one, they're not listening to me, meaning they're not studying Torah. That's the first sin that a Jew does. They don't study Torah. When you don't study Torah, what's the next sin that comes as a result of that? You don't do all the commandments that I've given you. If you don't study, you can't do. You don't know. Sometimes it can be delivered. Sometimes you don't know. But if you don't know, you, don't, you can't do the commandments. That's sin number two. Number three is, will you then come to be maos, to be disgusted, to be despising the words of the Torah, when you come to uh, be repulsed by those who do follow the commandments, not just, I don't do the mitzvot. <laughs> what a weird, outdated, archaic, bigoted, uh, religious guy who, study, who keeps the laws of the Torah. We're disgusted by such, not we. A person could be disgusted by that. Number four is where he is rejecting the sages who teach the ordinances. He's rejecting the rabbis. Number five, he prevents others from following the commandments. So not just he's disgusted by it, not just he rejects the rabbis, 
he actively stops others from doing the mitzvot, which leads to sin number six. If you're going to stop people from doing the mitzvot, you need to justify and rationalize why you're doing that. So you begin to deny that the rules and the mitzvot are actually God-given. Start to say, as unfortunately, large ideological groups of Jews do, eh, Torah is a cultural thing, it's a historical thing. To say that the Torah is God-given, it's, it's all divine, they deny the divinity of the Torah, which then leads to sin number seven, where they deny the very existence of God himself. They break the covenant to God, they deny his, his, his oneness, his existence. So Rashi explains to us that as a result of these seven sins that the Jewish people can do, therefore God threatens us with seven groups of seven punishments each. Okay? Seven groups, seven kinds of punishments. Each group of punishments has seven punishments within it. So a total of 49 punishments that are mentioned in the Tochacha, in the curses that we're going to read. Uh, that we're going to read right now over here. So I'll just say, one second. Is there any correlation between counting in the Omer, the 49 days, and the 49 curses? That's an excellent question. Is there a relationship between the 49 days of the Omer, the 49 curses? Uh, the, the, I don't know offhand, but it sounds, it sounds great, meaning I could definitely see that there's definitely a correlation in the purification problem, meaning the, why, the, why did God punish us? Punishment is not just a God can show, ah, you think you sin, let me show you who's boss. Punishment is a cleansing process, right? This is a very basic idea in Torah, that when God's punishing us, it's not out of God's anger or wrath against us. God is, it's a cleansing. When your shirt gets dirty, how do you clean your shirt? You've got to put it in the washing machine. If it's really dirty, you've got to scrub it and you know, put the Clorox up, bleach on it, whatever. So it hurts. If you were to be a shirt, you don't want bleach in yourself. It hurts things your eyes. And going in the washing machine, it's hot water. But the, the dirtier the stain, the more you need to work to get the stain out. So punishment is a cleansing. Which is why it says in Chazal, the rabbis tell us, that tzaddikim rejoice in their suffering. We know that the, the, the righteous, they suffer. Why do the righteous suffer? Where's the justice in that? They're holy people, they're good people. Why would a good person suffer? Just yesterday I was on the phone with someone. Good person. He's trying, whatever. He's, he's having a challenge with children, whatever. He's in, they spend a lot of money on doing different procedures and garnished. All this money, all this save, everything is gone. And uh, he's very depressed. He says to me, like, I'm starting to lose all my faith in God. Like, you know, you totally do the right thing and everything will be good for you. And here I'm, you know, I'm not seeing it. So what's the reason why we, I, I'm not going to say this to yesterday, but what's the reason why God makes good people suffer? It's a cleansing process. To white tzaddikim rejoice in their suffering because they know if, if you did a sin in the times of the temple, how do you repent? You use your money to buy a sacrifice. You use your money today, you give charity. Charity saves from death. So that, that's only your money that's you being used as an atonement. When you're suffering with your body, your whole body is being used as an atonement for your sin, which means you're being cleansed for any negativity that exists within you, like silver has to be you know, heated and then uh, you know, refined, etc., then you go to heaven pure without any uh, without any sins. So I forgot we got oh so that's the omen. Forty nine days is a it's a it's a purification process, and on a, you know, on a slightly deeper level than just God punishing us to show that He's the boss and He can get us back. You punish you went against Him, so whole like uh, you know He will last 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 gets the, you know the best laugh or whatever it's called. It's more than that. God is cleansing us. He's purifying us. Or, so or. or it's a consequence. 
our action to put two paths, the path of, uh, the path of goodness and the path of not so good. So it's up to us to choose what, uh, which path we want to go into. You're absolutely correct. Our punishments are a direct consequence of our actions. We create our own reality, which is why Rashi has to say that there's seven kinds of sins to explain why there's seven kinds of punishment. It's not random, seven punishments. Why seven punishments? <laughs> One out of ten punishments, you know what I'm saying? God could do anything. Why seven? Seven punishments has to, there has to be seven kinds of sins. If the Torah says, I'm going to put seven punishments upon you, there has to be a direct consequence of our actions. So because of seven kinds of sins, where a person rejects Torah, number one. He rejects the mitzvot, number two. He rejects those who do the mitzvot, number three. Number four, he rejects the rabbis that teach the mitzvot. Number five, he begins to deny that the mitzvot are holy. Sorry, he stops people, others from doing mitzvot. Number six, he denies that the mitzvot are holy. Number seven, he denies God himself. Therefore, the seven punishments. Okay, so what are the seven punishments? The first, first of the seven groups of seven punishments. The Torah says, Af ani es is also lachem, says God, so too I will do this to you. And I will bring upon you, number one, Bahala. Bahala is a state of confusion, disorientation, where you're confused, where you lack clarity. Number two is Shachefes. There's many explanations of what that word Shachefes means. Either it means like you're consumed with your sickness, or it can mean blisters, but it's a, a, like a, a, an overwhelmingness of your, uh, like you have a sickness and you're overwhelmed with it, that you can't think about anything else. Number three is fever. Number four is diseases that destroy your soul, meaning they destroy your hope of destroy your hope of recovery. But others will hope for you. Number five is where they destroy your own soul, they depress your soul, where you yourself give up hope of recovery and healing, and you consign yourself to being sick and to being ill, and you give up. So not just that you're sick and that you have fever, and that others lose hope, but that you yourself have become depressed your soul. Mediva is nefesh in Hebrew. Number six, that one year you will sow your seed in vain, meaning in the plant your seeds, nothing will grow from it. And the next year, the seed that you planted will grow, but you won't be able to enjoy it because your enemies will come and take it from you. That's the first group of seven, okay? So after you are these first group of seven sins, this disorientation, this consumption of blisters, this fever, the sicknesses that make you lose hope, that make others lose hopes are that make you lose hope that make you plant in vain and then that your enemies come and take it if after all this you still don't listen to God says Hashem I will have to come and bring I will turn towards you to give you even a more intense seven punishments but there's a few verses there the way to explain what the seven verses are is very complicated Rashi goes through it's a, Different opinions, different ways of explaining it. It's not like the Torah is like a clear list, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The next one, two, three, it's not so clear. If you don't do this as the Torah, I'll bring you seven more punishments for your sins where I will break the pride of your, of your uh, cities. I will uh, make you uh, so afraid that those who hate you will rule over you. You will flee in panic, although there will be no one pursuing you, etc. These are not part of the seven. These are just like extra, like thrown in there. I'll turn my attention towards you to make you rule by your enemies that uh, you will uh, flee from those who are pursuing you. You'll flee from those who you think are pursuing you when no one's really pursuing you. And then you still won't get the message. So I'll bring you seven more punishments, which are that I will destroy the base of Migdash, number one. Number two, I'll make your skies dry like iron. Iron is uh, totally dry. There's no iron, doesn't sweat. 
So there'll be no rain coming down. Number three, I'll make your land like copper. Now copper does sweat. Or you have air conditioning, your copper lines in your air conditioning, they have moisture. So the earth, the sky is dry, but the earth is wet, meaning it's like moldy. And rot, what happens, you have moisture on the earth. Because moldy, the crops will get moldy uh, and rotten. Number four, your strength will be used in vain, trying to create produce, but uh, in vain. Nothing will come from that. Number five, your land will not even produce the amount of seed that you planted. So you plant seed, you want, to, you want to make much more than you planted, but at least to get back what you put in the earth, you won't even get back what you put in. Number six, the tree will be so uh, weak because there's no nutrients in the ground that the tree will not give forth any ripe fruit. And number seven, even what it does produce will fall to the ground before it ripens in a way that it's not edible. Okay, that's the second group of seven. If you're still stubborn and you still say the Torah, continue to go with me in a way of carry. What does carry mean? Carry means irregularly, by, like by happens to be. You, you happen to walk with God, but in the way of coldness. Carry is also cold in the way of rebellion against Hashem. You go, the word carry is a lot of explanation, but you go with me in the way of carry, in the way of coldness, in the way of or irregularly. You don't commit yourself to doing what Hashem says. And instead you refuse to listen to me. I'll then add another seven uh, even more severe punishments. Gets worse and worse, yes. Above your sins. Number one, I will incite the wild beasts of the field against you. The lions, the tigers. Number two, even your domesticated animals will rise up against you. Your sheep and your cows. Number three, is that when they bite you, they'll bite you in a lethal way. It's not mentioned in the Torah in the verse, but Rashi explains that there's another curse here. that They will bite you, which is a miracle that domesticated animals will bite, and it will be lethal. Number four, because it will be lethal, they will bereave you of your young children. Your children will die from the bites of these animals that have attacked them. Number five, they will utterly destroy your livestock. They'll be out of the fields, your livestock, and they'll destroy all your lives. So you have cattle and sheep, and these animals will come and they'll destroy them. Number six, they will diminish you. You'll become afraid to leave your home because of the wild animals that are roaming in the streets. So you're going to be diminished. You're going to be afraid to leave your home. You will be in a state of panic and appear of fear. They will be killing your children. And number seven, your roads will become desolate. No one will want to come to you, visit you, to do business with you because of the wild animals that have taken over your town. And so you'll literally, literally be prisoners in your home watching your own animals, consuming, you know, killing all the other animals, killing your children, biting you, causing you to be losing your own people and to be living in isolation and fear and because no of the animals. There will be no baby formula. And no baby formula. That's, that's in the next list of seven. Yeah. Guys, will be six dollars a guy. I don't know. Can we do one more group of seven? We'll stop there. And if you still, you continue stubbornness, still refuse to go in my ways and to correct your actions, to connect, to go with me, and instead you go with me in a way of carry, in a way of this uh, re- rebellion against Hashem, in a way of coldness to Hashem, and I too will be stubborn against you. And I too will smite you in a way of sevenfold again, persisting for your seven sins. What will be the seven that you'll have now before? Just the animals attacking you. Now comes even more intense level of seven punishments, where enemies will come up against you to avenge your disloyalty to Hashem. And number two, they will, uh, as they approach you, you will become afraid, you'll go into siege inside your cities. You won't be able to leave your city, you'll be in siege. Number three, God will send an epidemic 
a plague into the city, and then those who go out will get killed when they're trying to bring out the dead to be buried outside the city. The enemy that's in siege will be able to kill those that are taking out the uh, those that are taking the funerals of those that die from the plague. I will eliminate your source of food. Where number five, ten women will want to break bed in one oven because there won't be any firewood for them to break to break to bake bread, and if they're all going to be baking together, number six, not only will they be baking together, but all the bread will crumble. The oven will be too crowded, it'll be too packed, and so what will happen? The, uh, all the food, instead of growing, instead of baking properly, will all crumble into crumbs. So instead of taking out, here's my challah, here's your challah, instead it'll be just a big pile of crumbs, it'll divide the crumb by weight. Here's six ounces of of crumbs for you and six ounces of crumbs for you and the number seven a very very big curse and no matter how much you eat you will not be satisfied even the crumbs you eat will not satisfy you so this feeling of hunger within you and this feeling of panic of what will I do is even worse than not having proper food to eat and this is the sins the punishment that God gives upon us we'll stop there tomorrow we'll continue with even more intense groups of seven punishments yes